Welcome to the Business Life and Joy podcast, where we believe that both your business and your life can be filled with joy. If you want to grow an online business without fear, self-doubt, or the need to take on a hustle around the clock mindset, you are in the right place at the right time. I'm your host, Shante Grant, creative entrepreneur, teacher, two-time online business owner, mom, wife, and friend. Thank you for being present with me for today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. And welcome to today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. We are on episode 72. I can't believe we are getting closer and closer to that 100th episode. So very exciting. I have to start thinking now about something major that I want to do when we get to 100 episodes. So I just want to say thank you so much for being a listener, whether this is your very first episode you've ever listened to, or if you've listened to all 73 episodes because we have an episode zero. I thank you so much for being here. And remember, I want to hear from you when you're watching or rather listening to the podcast. Don't forget to share that with me over on Instagram by tagging me at Shante Grant. I love hearing from you all and knowing what episodes you're listening to and the value that you're deriving from whatever episode it is that you are currently intaking. So thank you so much again. So today's episode is actually sparked by a question that I received over on Instagram I am loving the new feature where people can ask you a question, not only using it myself, but I'm loving looking at other people's Insta stories where they answer questions that they get because they get a lot of really interesting questions. And I think it's a wonderful way to get to know more about a person, whether it's about business themselves or a mixture of the two. So if you're not using that feature, I say give it a shot. And actually, maybe I'll do a podcast episode just talking about some of the ways you can use that um, in your business. Make a note of that. But before I go off on any more tangents, let's get to today's topic. Today, I'm answering a question that I received on Insta Stories asking, and the person asked specifically, how do you transition or what do you need to do to transition from a nine to five, quote unquote, to being an entrepreneur full time? So what I really take that question to ask is, how do I prepare myself to get to a place where I can become a full time entrepreneur? So that is what I want to talk to you today about. I just sat and thought, What are the things that I think either I did right or I wish I would have done better when I transitioned? And what would be eight things that I would tell someone they need to do in order to successfully transition or that transition successfully? English major, I am not. But um, to transition into being a full-time entrepreneur. So today I'm going to talk to you about eight strategic things that I think you need to do in order to transition successfully into full-time entrepreneurship. Now, before we get started with those, I have to tell you very excitedly so that today's episode is brought to you and sponsored by the Spring Forward Workshop, my online workshop that teaches you how to take control of your time starting right now. Like people report back seeing results, being able to find time, make time, stop wasting time within one day of starting the workshop. So it's an online workshop, like I said, and it's going to teach you how to take control of your time inside 
that you're going to get not only five lessons plus bonus lessons, you're going to get a workbook so you can start actually implementing what you learn. And I'm going to teach you how I am able to run two online businesses, host a weekly podcast, pick up my daughter from carpool, now have a newborn son, sit on maternity leave while having, you know, your podcast, your business running income is coming into my business every single day, even while I'm on maternity leave, and really still make time for myself, for my friends, for my family, for my target runs, for TJ Maxx. You know, it is possible. And I want to show you how to do that because you can live a life and grow a business on the other side of busy. And I want to show you how. So you can learn more by going to springforwardworkshop.com. That's springforwardworkshop.com, which will also be linked in the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at shantagrant.com forward slash 72. Actually, what I want you to do is hit pause right now and go to springforwardworkshop.com so that you don't forget. Okay, now let's get into these strategic things that I think you should do if you are considering transitioning into full-time entrepreneurship. So first, I'm going to actually start with my story. For those of you who are not familiar with me or have not not heard my story, I was an attorney. I was in private practice and I started making hair bows for my daughter with no intention to start a business, um, but I started selling the leftovers on Instagram. This is like the Cliff Notes, Cliff Notes version. And then stores started to reach out to me. I needed a business name. I came up with Because of Zoe. I started a website because that was easier than writing all these invoices on PayPal. And it wasn't until multiple stores reached out to me that I realized that this could be something and I really actually enjoy doing it. In 2015, I left the practice of law in September, September 24th to be exact, which is actually coming up. That means I have an anniversary coming up soon, three years, which is crazy. Time flies when you're having so much fun. But yes, that's exactly what I did. I transitioned. And then that last quarter, um, so October, November, December of 2018, 15, that last quarter, which was my first quarter being full time, because of Zoe made more in revenue than we did that whole year, the first nine months before, because I was able to give it all of my efforts, all of my intention. And really, I had gotten it to a place where that was the goal, right? I knew if I can just really put all of me into this um, Monday through Friday, I can grow this even more than we were able to grow it when I was growing because of Zoe while also working a very much so full-time job and being a mom amongst many other things at that time. So um, for me, what made transitioning a success was one, realizing this can actually be a real thing. Like it went from being something that I really enjoyed. Um, well, first just getting rid of extra bows, then realizing I really enjoyed making them and picking patterns and prints, then realizing stores actually wanted to put my stuff in their stores, which was crazy. And at that time, I was making 100% of everything, meaning something my hands made were being sold in stores. Then realizing I could scale this, I could grow this and getting the education on how to do that, starting to learn how I could do that, implementing those things, figuring out how I could grow my audience and actually keep a consistent audience. And then seeing that happen um, put me in a place where I felt confident that I could then now do this full time. Now, on the other hand of that was the fact that, and I think I talk about this in episode zero of the podcast or episode, yeah, I think episode zero, 
or maybe I don't, but if I didn't, I'll talk about it here, where it wasn't just a thing about, oh, this business is doing well, or this can grow. But what also was happening simultaneously in my career was that I was very unhappy. I was in a situation that was not going to be healthy for me as a human, as a mom, as a person. Um, And so it just those two things coincided beautifully where I wanted something different and something different was right there before my eyes that had been created and being um, creating in the process of this happening. So I was able to leave and walk away from something. Well, not even that. I was really more so working towards something, not just away from something. So for me, those two things really timed out well when I needed a way out and I had a way out. So that is kind of very, very cliff notes version of my story. But I want to share that before getting into these tips. And so and I'll share how a lot of these that I'm talking to you about I did and some of these things I didn't do. And I think if I would have done them, I would have had even more success. So let's just get started with the first thing. The first strategic thing that I think you need to do if you want to transition um, into being a full time entrepreneur is asking yourself, do you really, really, really want to be in your business full time. Because because of Instagram, which I love, however, the downside is sometimes entrepreneurship gets over glamorized. I love it. Let me be clear. I cannot, I actually heard Gary Vee say this once and I will never forget this. I was listening to him in an interview. I think it was with Larry King and Gary Vee said something along the lines of, Yes, someone said, how do you know if you want to, if you're meant to be a full-time entrepreneur or entrepreneur? And he said, if the thought of doing anything else but that, like you can't think of the thought of doing anything else you makes you can't even breathe or something like that. I'm so misquoting him. But essentially what he was saying was if you, if the thought of not being an entrepreneur, like you can't fathom that as he said that, like tears just start running out of my eyeballs. Like, and I felt that what he was saying, like to me, the thought of not doing what I do in the respect of waking up every day and using my gifts and talents in a way that I 100% have a say over and crafting my business the way I want it to look and not building something of someone else's. The thought of doing anything other than that, I literally even now get short of breath. Like I can't breathe. I can't fathom it. So for me, I know that kind of this is where I'm supposed to be. But I also know the work that it takes to get here and then to stay here and then to sustain and grow here. So my first question to you is to ask yourself, do you really want to be in your business full time? Because you have to make sure the answer is yes. You have to understand that it is going to take work. And there's this notion and saying that, you know, if you do work you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That is so inaccurate inaccurate, so incorrect, so not true. Um, You'll work harder, actually. You'll work, you'll be more um, emotionally invested in the highs and the lows of your work, but it is worth it. And there just isn't, like I said, another option for me other than doing work that I love. But it's kind of like parenting where they're like, oh, but they're just so sweet. Anyone who's a parent know it's the most beautiful thing and also the most difficult, challenging jump out of the car, oh my gosh, what's going on thing, right, in your life. So number one, make sure that you are ready to commit to the success and growth of a business and that you're willing to do the work that is necessary. Because if you think you're working hard now, working for someone else, just you wait till you're working um, in your own business. And I don't say that with a negative connotation because for me, 
I look at the list of work that I have to get done, but I'm excited about it. The small parts that I'm not excited about it, I either outsource or I buckle down and get it done until the day that I can get it outsourced. Um, because if it's something that only I can do, those are the things that I actually enjoy, like talking to you right now, recording this podcast, creating content, making Peace Pace Progress even better, thinking of ways that I can come up with new content for you all. Like that, I absolutely love working in because of Zoe Designs and thinking about being the visionary for that business. Those are the things I love, but it is work. And I just want to put that out there because I don't know if everyone is telling you that truth, that growing your own business is a lot, a lot of work that you are emotionally invested in far more than you are in whatever you're doing when you're working for someone else. So make sure that is actually what you really want and that you're just not trying to escape something you hate because you may be able to find a job or a career that you actually really love working for someone else. And that's okay. You know, everyone can't be an entrepreneur. Everyone can't be a business owner, right? Someone has to do the other things. So just make sure you're where you're supposed to be and not where you're idolizing that it looks like someone else is making the grass seem greener on the other side. So that's number one. Do you really want to have your business full time? Because you can have a side joy that you can just continue to grow. And a lot of people do, right? So that's number one. Number two gets to the practical. You need to look at your household numbers. What do you need? You should be aware of how much money you need every single month in your home, whether you're single, married with children, married with no children, whatever it looks like for you, you should know what you need on a monthly basis because that's gonna let you know this is how much my business needs to bring in at a minimum, right? And ask yourself what sacrifices can you make, if any? And even if those sacrifices don't seem like they're 100% necessary. I say still start to make them because it's going to give you a layer of cushion and safety. And so for example, for me, I'm married. So, and we had one child at the time when I was leaving the practice of law and I literally just went into our budget and just put zeros for all of my numbers. Meaning what if I make not a dime another day in my life, like for because of Zoe and all we have is my husband's income. And then at what point, how much do I need to ring in for because of Zoe for us to continue to exist? And even though we were able to, I still said, what can we cut? What are we doing that we don't need? We didn't need cable because we barely watched TV. And if we did, it was stuff we recorded and we watched it way later. Um, we didn't need to keep having a, a, you know, a cleaning lady, although we now have one again on the other side, but initially we didn't need that. That was, um, a luxury that, you know, we were able to outsource that. And so I started looking at different things because there are certain things we weren't going to cut off, like our daughter's tuition, which, is a tuition. It was very, very expensive. Um, Her tuition for school, that was a non-negotiable. So you have to think about what are those sacrifices you can make? You know, I didn't have to go and buy a new pair of shoes every week or every other week. Um, I love shoes and purses, but those are sacrifices. What sacrifices can you make? That's number two is really start looking at the numbers because that is legit. That's like, you have to do that. Like we have to be adults here. Um, And so after you're done looking at your household numbers and say, okay, I need to bring in X amount of dollars every month in my business, every week in my business in order for this to literally even work. And here's how we're gonna get there. Then three, what you need to do. So the third thing is you need to look at your business's numbers. Like what is your business actually making today? And how close is that to getting to where you need what we talked about in number two? And then that's gonna give you an idea about what kind of work you have ahead of you to get those two numbers close together so that you are in a place where you 
aren't in a business where you're desperate because here's the thing about business owners who are really desperate and need to make money to eat, to have a roof over their head, to take care of their children. You don't present as well because you, I mean, think about it. If you're desperate, you're, you're going to come off as desperate and you're not going, and you may lose sight of the fact that why you're doing what you're doing is for your audience. But when you're desperate, it comes off as you're doing it for yourself. So that's another thing. I just think you become a better business owner when you have not put yourself in a place of financial, potential financial risk or ruin, which is why I'm very conservative when it comes to like things like having a debt-free company, because it allows me to be to show up better. It is clear to my audience that I'm not here because I need your money. I'm here because I have something that I know is going to help you and your business and your life. And that is what's first and foremost for me. And when that's first and foremost, the money will come. So the reason I think this is so important is because I don't want you to come off from a place where you literally need the money to live because you haven't looked at the numbers and made good choices while you're in a position to to not be, I guess, dependent solely on your business, meaning while you're currently working for someone else or doing whatever it is you're doing, be aware of what you need before you jump off the ship, right? Make sure you have your supplies, essentially. So look at what your business is actually making today and ask yourself and consistently making, like if you had just two good months and then it kind of went back to nothing, consistently, what is your business bringing in? You need to know that number and then say, how close is that to that number I said I need to be bringing in? If they're very close consistently, you may be getting to that place. And that's great. That means you actually can start also saving up for a rainy day, saving up for those business emergencies, for those life emergencies. Um, so those are the, that's two and three, looking at your household numbers and then looking at what your business is actually bringing in today. Hey friend, it's me, Shantae. And I know you're probably already said at least once this week how busy you are. Am I right? You know, when your to-do list doesn't seem to quite match up to the amount of time you have to get it all done. And not just for business, but for your life too. That's where I can help. Allow me to introduce you to my Spring Forward Workshop, an online workshop that teaches you exactly how I am able to run two online businesses, host a weekly podcast in my day at 2.30 for carpool, and of course, I make time for the occasional Target and TJ Maxx runs. I created this workshop to help women just like you start exactly where you are, and we work together to help you create a plan for the limited time that you have each and every day. Now, each lesson is designed to teach you a new skill and comes along with in-depth worksheets to help you to apply each lesson. Now, this hands-on workshop will require you to challenge the old way of thinking about time and teach you how to build time-maximizing habits. Spring Forward comes with lifetime access to any and all updates, five short and powerful lessons teaching you how to take control of your time, a detailed workbook to help you implement every lesson, examples of my workflows that I create in my own businesses to get the most out of my time and so much more. So if you're ready to ditch busy and give overwhelmed the heave ho, join me inside of this online workshop as we spring forward to the other side of busy. Sign up today at springforwardworkshop.com. That's springforwardworkshop.com. And number four is kind of taking a step back, talking, going back to your business. Here's something I did not do and I wish I would have done. Answering this question, I think is number four, is what is the purpose of your business? 
And who do you serve? What will your business be known for? If I would have answered that question, I would have avoided wasting a lot. And I mean a lot, a lot of money. And I would have made a lot of business decisions very differently early on. I think I've shared with y'all before that I was team too much because of Zoe. And we just, I just sold so many different things that got away from the purpose, got away from what I want to be known for. And it cost a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And so answer that question now. What is your purpose? Who do you serve? And what will you be known for? Because it's going to guide you. And I'm going to talk about that coming up as well. Um, so that's number four. Number five is very important. And it's tied to number three, talking about the money that your business is bringing in. But what is the product or the service that you provide? And do you have it priced at a rate that ensures that you and your business are always getting paid? So having an idea is not enough. I see some people say, oh, I have this great idea. I have this great name, this great title, this great logo. I have this brand I'm going to build. But a brand is not enough if there's no clear trail of how you will make money in your business. I see so many people that come up with this great idea. They say, oh, I'll just tag it on a shirt and sell some shirts for a little bit. That is not a business. That is not going to be sustainable, successful, unless your last name is... Um, Jenner or Kardashian, right? It's just not going to work for you, boo. So you need an actual product or service that you actually sell in exchange for money. And the amount of people I see who start businesses and kind of jump into them full time and they haven't made a dollar, it just, it scares me a little bit. Like if you have that kind of stability and security in your life to be able to do that, wonderful. But still, it's just, that is number five. What is the product or service? You have to have that that you provide, that you have priced at a rate that ensures both you and your business are getting paid. So you should have that in place and you should be making money from that. Um, That's number five. Number six is to watch your spending. So there is a 99% chance that you are going to spend too much on things you don't need to get started. When I started full-time entrepreneurship, I had a free email like you know, because of Zoe at Gmail, an inexpensive Squarespace website. And then we moved over to Shopify, which still was inexpensive. I didn't even have my own domain email at that time. Like now I have tons of those, like where your email address is at yourcompany.com. I didn't have that. That's something extra. Like that's a bell and whistle. Um, And I was making money, but I was just trying to just do that. Make the money, keep growing. Um, What else did I not have? I just use Gmail. I think that was another thing. Inexpensive website. Um, Until you have a proven product with a loyal audience who continues to buy from you or a growing audience with new people always coming in, having a consistent income, don't try to get super fancy. In hindsight, like I said, the one thing that I do wish I would have spent money on sooner rather than later was business education. Um, And if I hadn't made so many other mistakes with products, that would have been easy to cover. Eventually I did, you know, take a course and find a group of people. It gave me that knowledge I needed. It gave me a group of like-minded people to bounce ideas off of. That was invaluable. I wish that's something I would have even taken advantage of while I was still working full-time is some type of mastermind or a business strategist or something like that. But when you're talking about watching your spending, I just see a lot of people starting to buy so many programs and the high, you know, more expensive email services. And it's like, make your money first using, if you can't make money using the bare minimum, then you're probably shouldn't be in business in the first place. Because so many people that I know to this day who actually have built seven figure businesses all say they started with 
the bare minimums, meaning they recorded their courses on their iPhone. They, you know, used Gmail accounts. They used MailChimp accounts. That was absolutely free. Watch your spending. That is number six. Be very, very mindful. Do you have to have that thing that you are spending money on? And if you're going to spend money, and what I do suggest you do spend money on, but again, wisely, go back to episode 69, where I talk about how to vet a business educator. It is on business education. Learn so that you can avoid some of the mistakes that other people have made and you can learn from people who actually have been there, which I'm going to talk about that in number eight. So number six is really just to watch your spending. Number seven is to get clarity and that will help. And doing number four, where I talked about your purpose and what you want to be known for, that's going to help you. Because like I mentioned is I found myself being team too much. And if I had reined that in and had clarity before, I would have saved thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars that I spent on product production, paying people to make things, prototypes, just buying the things for new products that eventually, because of Zoe, wasn't going to be known for. And so had I been more intentional about, about every business decision, I would have saved so much money and I would, if I would have taken the time to get that clarity. So that's something I want you to do now before you're full-time. Do that on the front end because yes, making some mistakes in my business has led me to better choices. So I needed to make those mistakes, but some of the things I wouldn't have done if I had sat to gain more clarity and stick to what I wanted to be known for, for because of Zoe, that's hair bows. We wouldn't have done the blankets, the loveys, the shirts, suspenders. I mean, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I Oh my, just starting to think about it is making me feel a little hot because so much money, y'all. So get the clarity. Don't make the mistake I made. Learn from my mistakes that you don't have to make it, which is part of the reason why I created this podcast in the first place, right? To share the things I did well, so you can do those too. And then to share the things I did not do well, so you don't make those same mistakes. And lastly, number eight, I think if you're going to transition successfully or successfully transition, whichever way it's supposed to be, um, join a mastermind or create one. Have some type of space where you have an accountability partner, you have guidance from a well-vetted, again, episode 69, I talk about this, um, a well-vetted business educator um, so that you can avoid some of the type of mistakes that I've mentioned and so many more um, and so that you have a sounding board of people who are already on the other side, who are already full-time entrepreneurs. You just skip ahead and kind of you're able to skip some steps and skip some pitfalls when you can put yourself in a good purposeful group. Make sure it's a good fit for you and that is actually going to give you education and tips and strategies and execution and help that you need and not just another waste of money and time because that goes back to number six, watch your spending. You have to make sure every dime you invest is going to return back to you in some form of fashion, whether that's through saving time, headache, money, whatever, right? So those are for me the eight strategic things that I think you need to do if you're considering or you're in the process of trying to transition into full-time entrepreneurship. I'm going to do a quick review. These will all be listed in the show notes as well. And if you have questions, please, please, please feel free to reach out to me. I love talking to you all in my DMs on Instagram. That is actually me you're talking to. Or you can always post a question in the Business Life Enjoy community, which you can find at shantagrant.com forward slash community. So again, those eight strategic things are number one, first ask yourself, do you really want to be in business full time? 
Number two, look at your household income, your numbers. What do you need in order to not just survive, but still be able to thrive, right? And look at the sacrifices you can make. Number three, look at what your business is actually doing so that you can figure out how do I, how much do I need to get to where I am? Number four is find out what your purpose is. Make sure you know what you want to be known for and who you serve. It's going to help you so much more in your business. Number five, you have to have a product or a service that's actually going to be making money and it actually has to be priced at a rate that will ensure that you can pay you and your business. Number six is to watch your spending. You don't need all the fancy stuff. Just keep it simple. If you can't grow a business using simple, don't do it. Then you you really can't be successful or won't be successful in my opinion, because you got to start look for the bare minimums. Like you really can do a lot with a little. And I want you to do that for your, not only for, from a place of being wise fiscally, but also learning. I mean, that's where you can make your mistakes on the cheap stuff because when you're actually paying for stuff, you want to get it right, okay? Number seven is get clarity. And that kind of goes back to the purpose um, that I mentioned, but make sure you get clarity on the front end because it's going to help, again, avoid mistakes, pitfalls, and um, a lot of wasted money. You're still going to have mistakes. You're still going to have those things that you learn from, which is wonderful, but you can cut that number down when you have clarity, right? And lastly is to find you a business educator, a mastermind, a group, a sounding board, an accountability partner, someone who has been um, where you are and is where you want to be um, and who can help you find that for yourself. It's so helpful. I wish I would have done that while I was still working and not wait for so long to get that. But I did eventually realize how important that is, which is part of the reason why I now do it because I know how important it is. So those are my eight tips and strategic things that you should do. I would love to hear your comments and your feedback. And what do you think? And I wanna hear from those of you who actually do these things because I love hearing success stories from the podcast as well. So don't forget to always come and chat with me over on Instagram. I'm at Shante Grant, which is S-H-U-N-T-A-G-R-A-N-T. Hey friend, it's me, Shante, coming right in the middle of our conversation in this podcast episode, but it's with good news. I have a question for you. Have you ever found yourself at the end of the day or the week or the end of the month with little to no results to show for it, despite the fact that you were so quote unquote busy the entire time? Well, guess what, my friend, you're not alone. And most importantly, this does not have to be your story. I want to tell you and introduce you to my brand new training called Peace, Pace, Progress. It teaches you how to get work done that matters, how to go from big picture goals all the way down to the day-to-day activities, and how to get specific and leave the generic and general out of your plans, and so much more. Are you tired of filling notebooks with ideas that never happen? Well, let Peace Pace Progress help you sort through those ideas and teach you which ideas to prioritize and which to trash so that you can begin to see tangible, measurable results in your business. So my friend, what are you waiting for? It's time to put an end to no longer having a system that works. No more working on several things at once and not accomplishing anything that makes your business money. Don't go another day wasting your precious time. So today is the day for peace, pace, and progress in your business. 
Find out why Dion says, so I just finished Shantae's Peace Pace Progress course and it is everything. From the very beginning of the course, everything resonated. I was definitely team too much. I was grinding for hours on end and into the wee hours of the morning. And now after Peace Pace Progress, when I look back, very little of what I was doing really accomplished anything to move my business forward. Now I know exactly how to do that. Stephanie says, I finished Peace Pace Progress and loved it. I've always felt a lot of anxiety about feeling like I should be doing so much to get things accomplished, but it was hard to get that broken down into specific steps and timelines for some reason. But now, thanks to Peace Pace Progress, I've got my weekly and daily workflows filled out and I know exactly what I should be doing. So are you ready to get things done, make the most of your time, and get more done in less time? If so, head on over to PeacePaceProgress.com to learn more, my friend. I'll see you there. Until next time, my friends, I hope that wherever you are and whatever you are doing, that the sound of my voice finds you in the midst of pursuing something that has sincere meaning to you. You can find a brand new episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast each and every Monday morning waiting just for you at shantegrant.com forward slash podcast. And remember, the best way to say thank you for the podcast is by sharing the content with a friend. Until next time, my friend, may your business and your life be filled with joy. Bye for now. Bye.